Blog Talk Radio. Tuesday tomorrow, um, but I want to um, first, like, because I'm, I'm in such an emotional mess because, you know, all the events have been happening in this country for the last seven days, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring anything up, and I know that some of you guys follow me on Instagram, at miss.d.scott, as well as on Twitter, at dmsst93, Um but I definitely am going to have to take a second to um, to compose myself real quick because I just got some information. Um, and I want to um, definitely talk about the Leisha, the situation, the two black men that were murdered by the police, the the sniper, all of that. I want to talk about every single bit of that, but right now I'm going to go to um, Maxwell Bad Habits because I'm trying to compose myself before I start talking about tonight's show, which is called We Are Not Our Ancestors. So let's interlude to Maxwell real quick. Normally I don't play music in the beginning of the show for any of you guys that are first-time listeners, but I just I need to get myself together for a minute before I start going in because y'all know I'm about to go in. Florida to the ceiling Girl, 
y'all. So I'm composed now. Maxwell usually um, always does that for me. So basically, um, so we had the murder of Sterling, Alton Sterling, and then we had the murder of Philando Castile. Now, you know, there was all these um, things that were going around saying that the NRA wasn't supportive of, you know what I'm saying, black uh, licensed gun holders, so on and so forth. And the reason that I entitled this show, We Are Not Our Ancestors, is because clearly you see that we will beat y'all ass. I mean, it's just to a place where I just want to ask America, like, what did you think was going to happen? I just read the conviction rate, the non-conviction rate of people, um, I think it was last show or the show before. And basically, um, you know, I read off like 30 names, right? So this is all before this has happened. So I'm glad to see that there are more people that are awake, what, you know, what we call woke. But um, unfortunately, I'm upset that it took somebody being killed on the Internet, which, let me be clear, I am an empath, so I can't watch stuff like that. Now, I could watch a scary movie all day. I could watch something about Satan. I can go outside dance around a fire. I could do all those things. I cannot um, stomach a live uh, feed of someone taking their last breath, like, I just, it's um, it's too much for me. So for as evil and crazy as people think that I am, like, death is something that I just, I don't play with. And um, I just, because um, I'm, I'm trying to hold back my emotions, um, when it happened, okay, you have to understand that to my white friends, like, and, and I'm going to read you some things that I wrote on Facebook, um, I'm lucky that I have, like, white friends that, like, straight up, I would eat their potato salad. You know what I'm saying? So this isn't a race issue. You know, I have, you know, white people in my family, Hispanics, whatever, um, but I'm still black. You know, even though my son's father is Dominican, my ex-husband, let me be clear about that, since there's been some confusion um, on other shows that I've been on, um, he's, he's, he's Dominican, but when when you look at him, he's black. And so I was reading something that was very upsetting the other day that was saying, like, this person, this Latino male, um, got killed, I think it was in San Jose or something like that, and nobody said anything. They were like, yeah, where's Black Lives Matter for that? And I was like, see, the problem with Hispanic people, you know, my ex-husband included, is that you forgot you were still a nigga. You forgot you were still black. So when they say Black Lives Matter, Okay, because I've never openly came out and say that I'm in support or in denial of of any of it. I can tell you what I'm not in support of, which is um, Blue Lives Matter. And the reason I'm not in support of that is because being a cop is your job, right? So that's something that you chose to do. You get paid to do it. I don't get paid to wake up and be black. I don't get paid to wake up and have to deal with humidity with my hair. I don't get paid to have to make people pronounce my last name properly because it has vowels in it. I don't get paid to be harassed in a store or to be ignored in a store because you assume that because I came in here with some old pants on, and some, you know what I'm saying, and some flip-flops that I have no money. Um, and unfortunately, in my business, for my entire life, and it's one of the things that I teach my son about entrepreneurship, you don't know who has money. You're supposed to be nice to everybody. Now, if that's a general rule, 
right? Why is it that there are certain people that feel they are exempt? So the Blue Lives Matter upsets me because one of the things that I found so just tragic about the five um, cops that got killed by the sniper was the fact that you're sitting on the news, and and, and it must have been hard to be a black man, you know, in Dallas. I don't know if y'all know this. Dallas is a black city. So is Houston. There's there's lots of blacks in Dallas and Houston and Atlanta, all that stuff. So you're watching this black man have to tell you that he had to send a robot in to kill a man. Now, I watched the news on CNN. First, it was that there were two or three people. Now, if you guys are not familiar with me, I take my son shooting on the weekends um, in the fall months. Uh, because that's how we grew up, western New York, upstate New York. You know, my dad hunted, he fished, you know, all that good stuff. I'm not afraid of blood. I'm not afraid of guns. However, I don't do pistols. I don't do handguns at this time. All rifles, just because I do have a 12-year-old son. So I would never want him to think he was cool and put that in his backpack. You ain't putting no, you know, Winchester in your backpack unless you're in Columbine, you know. So my issue was here you have this black man. Um, giving us the information, and I I have mixed feelings about that because there's just certain shit I wouldn't say, you know. I would not say that on this man's last breath. So so let me get this straight. You couldn't get close enough to him to snipe him, to kill him. He was sniping the shit out of y'all, killing the shit out of y'all, but you couldn't get close to him to kill him. Okay, and y'all were exchanging gunfire. Then you said that it could have been terrorists. Then y'all put out this picture of this black man who was surely going to be suing you for defamation of character. Um, so you have people looking for this black man who actually voluntarily went down. So if, if you don't see, okay, the issue, like, I, I don't know what else I can say to you of being racial profiled and stereotyped. Now, here's what I know. When we went out shooting in September, we go way out, um, about an hour and a half away from our homes, and there's, you know, two or three of us girls. My, You know, my son comes out, but he has his sword because he wasn't allowed um, a gun at the time. And, you know, my brother, you know, a bunch of us go out there, my brother Saladin. And um, the look of horror, when I say sheer horror, when we stopped in town in the middle of the country to grab some pizza, we come in there with our orange vests on. When I say terror, I'm talking about terror. I'm talking about when they come to the gun range, they're looking at us like, what the hell are you doing here? You understand what I'm saying? And I think that there's power in saying, you know, I'm no different than you. I want to protect my home. I want to hunt. I want to fish. I want to kill birds. I'm tired of paying, you know, all this money for duck a la orange when I could be shooting them in September, October. So I think there's some sort of misconception that the only black people that own guns are, you know, committing gang violence in Chicago and Watts and in all these places. And it's not true. And I, I, I will stand by my statement about being a gun owner for as long as I live because guns don't kill people. People kill people. And what people don't understand is that, you know, we just had all these attacks in Paris and everywhere else in Turkey. Those were bombs. So what are you saying, that people can't have pipes now? You know, are, are you going to monitor duct tape as well? You can't do that. And it goes back to the same thing that I've been telling you guys before. Why are we not having the conversation about post-traumatic stress disorder? So the minute that they said that there was more than two snipers, I said that's impossible. If there were more than two snipers, your bodies would have been doubled. That's a fact. Mm -mm. They would have been doubled. I'm like, damn, that must be a horrible shot then, so we're not dealing with professionals. When I found out it was one person, I said, oh, no, that's military training. That's America born, bred. Y'all did that. 
Y'all trained him to do that. Y'all trained him to fight a war against people that had done nothing to him. And in the words of Muhammad Ali, you know, rest his soul, Via Khan ain't never did nothing to me. So he refused to go fight a war. But yet we see people that sign up all the time to go and fight wars and have no idea what the fuck is going on. And then we have incidents like 9-11 and now it's war. No, we've been fucking them up over there. So you thought that they weren't going to come back and retaliate? Religion or money? It's one or the other. You understand what I'm saying? And it all goes back to greed. So, you know, when the sniper, when it came out that he had shot five policemen, I sat there and I said, this is it. Like, you know, it's, it's about to be on like Donkey Kong now because now it's going to be in a race war. And then I, I thought to myself, there was never a race war that was started by what this man did. We're trying to finish a race war. We've been in a race war the entire time, okay? I have Native American friends. They didn't ask y'all to come over here and take their land. That's why they own the rest of it back now. And y'all got to pay tolls on their land. Okay, the Indians were not playing. Black people, we were robbed of everything. So what I don't think that white America understands is that when you say all lives matter, they do. But it's just the fact that, and then, you know, they get into these statistics about whites kill white. Listen, I don't care. Here's what I care about. I care about the fact that I have a black son. I care about the fact that even if he obeyed the law, okay, even if he's carrying a gun saying, I'm coming back from hunting, whatever, whatever, I'm going to pull my gun out to show you that he could still be killed. I'm upset that one of my police officers could be raised by a fellow Klan member, and these, these are things that are embedded in him. There, there's nothing that, that doesn't have anything to do with me, okay? And so some people, I, I saw this coon today, you know, and if y'all are just listening, listen, I'm going to just, I keep it completely 100. And he was a black police officer. I know black police officers, male and motherfucking female, okay? In my area, we've not had that issue. These are people that I've went to school with. These are people that I know, like, you know, see them in Target, hey, what's up? You know, not an issue. I don't have any issue with, you know, Niagara Falls Police Department. Buffalo, I'm not sure because they have a higher murder rate. They have other stuff going on, but I do know officers. I would never wish for them to go to work and be in a fearful position. However, I can understand why this man lost his shit. Okay, so now, of course, in the media, um, they're pro- posting pictures of him in a daishiki that he probably bought, you know what I'm saying, on eBay and raising the black power fist and so on and so forth. Um, and, that, and that's fine. But what does that have to do with him being in a post-traumatic stress dis- you know, situation, saying he was tired of the killings of black men, two in 48 hours, two separate states. And let's not forget that a black man was found hanging in Piedmont Park that we've not even identified yet in Atlanta. How the hell does that happen in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, downtown at that? How does that happen at Piedmont Park? We've, we've swam there. There has to be cameras. The amount of money that they're spending on those houses over there for the gentrification and everything that went on over in that area, are you kidding me? So you have all these things that happen, and all of a sudden, I'm just I'm getting really tired of the conversation being, well, if he hadn't resisted, if he hadn't done this, if he hadn't done that. I told you, I couldn't even watch the videos because, to me, that's just perpetuating something in the universe I don't want to see. That shit will haunt me. I am not built to – I am – listen, I, I can curse him with the best, 
okay? I can, you know, put something on you with the best. But when it comes to death, things like that, I think that death is private. It's not my business to look at that. That was another human being. I don't want to be part of the last moment that he was on earth and I couldn't do anything. You know, so that makes you angry, you know, because you're sitting there thinking like, what now? You know, and it's not just white people. And I have told y'all this. I have been saying this for over a year. I have given y'all the links. I have hashtagged the Stanford Prison Experiment. You could go back on my page at miss.d.scott. Go back a month. Go back two months. You'll see where I was talking about the abuse of power. Sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with race. It has to do with the fact that you have these, you know, someone called them um, military rejects or people that didn't make it there or whatever, whatever. They come back. The qualifications are minimal to be cops. And one thing I will say that I liked about the Dallas PD, and I'm going to get into the Aryan Nation and all that stuff, is the fact that this black man said, listen, come join us. Get your job applications filled out. Come join us. Because what a lot of people don't understand is, I don't know if you guys remember that movie, um, Higher Learning. Spike Lee did it. Um, Lawrence Fishburne was in it, Omar Epps, and it was about the boy that was trying to fit in when he got to college, the white kid, I can't remember his name, and um, red hair, and his name was Remy in the, uh, in the movie. And being, at, you know, studying at University of Pittsburgh, different cultures, Judaism, all these things, not because I, I wanted to be a Jew or not because I wanted to be Muslim or not because I wanted to know anything about Greek, you know, be a Greek Orthodox, but because I want to know why you think that. So I have to I have the ability as a woman to put the shoe on the other foot. A lot of men don't have that ability. So I'm watching the show and I see where the father feels like he lost his job to a black man because of affirmative action. I'm seeing where the father feels all these things and says, you know, certain snide racist comments and you start to understand that children are not born to hate. They're taught that. You understand what I'm saying? By a series of events. So my son isn't hateful, but what do you think he thinks? I have video of my son several years ago talking about the Trayvon Martin case where he says, but, Mommy, somebody died. So this is a, you know, seven, eight-year-old little boy sitting there saying, you know, Mommy, somebody died. Like somebody has to get something for that. Yet we have people that are in jail for selling weed for 25 years. It doesn't make sense. So I'm going to go to a call right now from the 510. Hold on one moment. Caller from the 510, are you there? Yes, yeah, this is Mr. Research Caller from California. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you, hon? Life is great. Life is great. Just want to articulate. Okay, that's good uh, to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, just want to articulate a couple of solutions to these issues, and that's that uh, people are unfortunately dealing with what Bill Clinton put forward. Now, when Bill Clinton put it forward, along with Congress, this is why people really need to be locally political. He did not yes. realize. Yep. He did not realize that what people would do on a local level is exploit a situation for money. Mm-hmm. So before he did what he did, you did not have people towing your car trying to get money. You did not have people writing tickets to try to get yep. money. You didn't have people doing all these things over city ordinance. You know, a lot of your fans need to look up what a city ordinance is. Because many times when you hear people talk, especially white folks, they'll be like, this person committed a crime. No, a city ordinance is not a crime. That's it's right. not a crime. 
It's a, you might have violated a city ordinance, but it's not a crime. That is correct. But it's, but it's not a crime. So you That's get a correct. lot of people think that, okay, well, <clears throat> if I harass somebody just like the, just like the gentleman um, in Minnesota who got stopped 52 times in two years. That makes no sense. That's, that's totally ridiculous. Beyond and did nothing ridiculous. and worked in the school system. Now, you and I both know you can't work in no school system when, with a felony, a misdemeanor, nothing. You cannot be around children None of that. at all. At all. Yeah, you can't be around kids at all. At so, all. So when, exactly. So when you, have, when you have those things happen, like I pointed out to this white guy, he said, well, black folks only 13% and they, they got X amount of the arrest. I said, well, just like this gentleman in Minnesota, he was stopped 52 times and still survived with no record. Yep. So if you're going toward the same demographic over and over Yes, you're going to have one or two or 16 hits out of that 52 times. But mm-hmm. you, you can't say that just – And never arrested. That's what crime. was crazy. Right. So everyone's never, like, yeah, he got stopped 52 times, right, but he wasn't arrested, so now what? <laughs> what does right. that tell and, you? And that so, means he was extra clean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and so, so, so the, the, the solution is this. None of this will be fixed until – Hillary Clinton or Congress says, okay, there will be no more DA grand juries. So mm-hmm. if something happens in your county or city, you automatically cannot have a grand jury or your local DA take care of it. It has to be federal. You got federal people sitting around doing yeah. nothing. Might as well go make it federal. And that's what a lot of these people are yelling for. But unfortunately, Black Lives Matter doesn't seem like they know how to articulate these points. Because when you talk too much, you lose people, and then you give them reason to make other arguments. So that's just what I want to share with you. Now, what's funny about you saying that is that I had to clean out some of my friends' list today because there was a young lady, and everything was Barack Obama's fault. And what my girlfriend and I were talking about, because she's in the banking industry, and she was like, people don't understand that it's exactly what you were saying. It's a local thing. Barack Obama has nothing to do with someone not getting an indictment. You know what I'm saying? You can indict, you know, she said, you can indict a ham and cheese sandwich if you wanted to, but because the local people because everybody's washing everybody's hands are not indicting i just read the no conviction list the other day you know you have 20 people on that list no conviction no indictment no nothing you know and the reason that this show is called we are not our ancestors is because like i said very blatantly before i will we will beat y'all ass like there is no like whether it's in court whether it's you understand what i'm saying like it, it it doesn't make any sense so when you look at the sniper right Now, we had a a young white guy walk into a church, kill nine people. One of them was a senator. Um, He, you know, he should be up underneath the jail. They're like, oh, he was sick. But now that we have a black sniper, which in history, that's the first time we've ever heard that besides the D.C. snipers. Because we don't make up that part of the serial killer population. So... Now you have a situation where they're like, okay, how did this go wrong? Because he was one of America's own, right? You sent him off to war. He came back. He was having some issues. He was upset. And and that's what he did. And it wasn't right. But in my mind, I'm sitting there, and I think one of the most things that was disgusting to me is to hear the Dallas police chief say, you know, these are people that are not going to go home to their families. And I'm like, but 
we have had over 100 deaths this year where men, women, and children didn't get to go home to their families either. So it's like it took this man to go crazy and snipe y'all, formulate this whole thing that you would see on Criminal Minds, and kill five people for you to understand that, okay, you, we can't do this anymore. You understand Black what I'm Panther saying? Like people are tired. Ago. Black Panther said a long time ago, it seems like people don't understand talk. When black folks want to start act like they want to kill, all of a sudden we want to start coming to an understanding now. Right. And one of the girls, what is the young lady's name, the white girl that's on um, – She's on one of the Fox shows, and she was the one that was talking about Jay-Z. She's like, your husband was a drug dealer for 14 years. Now, that's the most racist child I've ever seen in my life. Like, she takes, like, personal offense to everything that black people do. Black Lives Matter. They're so offended. Yes, yes. Her name's Tony or something like that. Lonnie, Lonnie, something. She she saw the Tommy Sotomayor model, and she created one for herself. And she's not even okay. relevant, but but yeah, what she does yeah. is she does And especially one of her Twitter followers relevant. tore her tore her behind up, talking about weren't you just a hoe from a minute? weren't you weren't you just shoplifting in two thousand and eight? Like you know, went in on her like you got a lot of nerve talking about people. Make sure before you go talking about everybody else's business, your backyard's clean. So she actually, this was the first time I saw her humble herself and say, you know, Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. Yeah, because you're scared now. You understand what I'm saying? You're scared now. And why is it that it takes a black man trained the way that you wanted him to be trained for the United States government to go over and fight a war, come back and kill five of y'all, okay? And then this was, this was just made my stomach hurt as they're like five people lost their life, but over 100 black people lost their lives this year to cops. So if you're talking about, like, do we need some sort of reform, I said I feel like they need some sort of mental health breaks. You know, that's, it's, it's a difficult job. They don't pay them enough money to go out there and put their life on the line like that every day. Maybe we need to fix that. But at the end of the day, well, there is no such thing as Blue Lives Matter. That was your choice. Nobody told you you had to go be a cop. Nobody told yes, you that. So I, you knew I, the I, risk when you went – and, and put on that uniform. And I have the utmost respect for law enforcement because I have friends and family in it. But at the same time, my friends and family are not the bad cops. They're not the cops that are, you know, beating the hell out of people over dumb stuff. They know the people in their community. The, the one um, officer, Tommy Norman, you're supposed to know the people in your community. You're supposed to know the kids in your community, right, so that you're not fearful of them. And I feel like the cops are afraid and so, therefore, they try to assert power in the way of police brutality. You know, because yeah, they don't know their neighborhoods. Unfortunately, though, you're operating in an old theory of how police was prior Reagan. That hasn't mm-hmm. happened since they took protect and serve off of their uh, police car. Oh. You notice that that's not on their police No, I thought it still was. So, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. And and let me really? break it down for you. This is why they call me Mr. Research. So here's the thing. Your sheriff is the one who actually uh, takes care of you, the taxpayer. The city right. cop works, works strictly for city council. His okay. whole job is to generate revenue. Okay. So okay. no matter no matter what city you look at, uh, classic one is Georgia Pine Lake. Uh, no more than eight blocks, but used to rack up like a quarter of a million, four hundred thousand dollars in tickets. What? 
So so what happens is their whole job is to generate revenue. That's why when you talk to a lot of those officers, and I've had conversations on Blue Lives Matter on a blog talk show, I had to point out wow. to the officer, I said, sir, do you not realize that you have a traffic division? And you have a division for, he said, yeah. I said, you know why that traffic division is there and it has more police officers, right? Because it's to generate revenue. If they really wanted to stop some of the things about those hot little Wayne blocks, you would just have an officer mm-hmm. every morning report to that block sit and, get in, and get on Facebook and sit on that block. But that isn't what happens. So right. he, he was like, yeah. I said, so therefore – it's hard to say that all that blue lives matter, and this is to your point, ma'am, as a host, it's hard to say blue lives matter because you are taking a job that has danger in it, period. I'm not saying you're not validated in some of your arguments, right, right. but the fireman is validated in his arguments, too. It doesn't, Absolutely. Doesn't, mean, doesn't mean he has that. So my final point on, on what you just said is, yes, you're absolutely right. We want our cops to do X, Y, Z, but prior to Reagan, they were doing that know your uh, place. Since they had the Clinton doctrine, uh, we've been abusing that authority for so long and teaching the new people coming in. Uh, somebody, uh, I think Harvey Levin on uh, TMC made a great point. Right. Maybe this is how it's always been, and, un- and, uh, and, and until we had the videos cameras on our phones, we was unable right. to see how it's really been going down all this time. And that's and what, what a lot I mean, of people don't know is Harvey Levin is actually an attorney. <laughs> he's actually an attorney. So he, you know, right. started doing TMZ some years back, but a lot of people don't know he's actually really an attorney. So well, I want to I wanna ask you something. So what is your background? Are you in law enforcement or in legal things out in California? And what's the mood out in California right I now? Because here. I mean, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I mean, because we travel, you know, my my partner and I, we travel all over, and we were out in California last year around April, and you guys had a lot of tension with the police, and it's always been that way. So even before the NWA and all that other stuff, like, I mean, they've been writing songs about this for 40 years. This is not the first time. I mean, it started for me from what I remember, Rodney King. There was no reason for that. You understand what I'm saying? So I I just feel like when people say things like, well, if you don't want to get pulled over by the police, don't commit crimes. It's not a crime to be black. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I I, I just don't understand why they don't get it. But now that cops are dying, everyone, the entire country is concerned. Now they're like, okay, wait a minute. You know, now they're talking about martial law, which I don't think that would ever happen. But it's just, it's too much. So now tell me what your background is, where people can find you, where I can find you, your your um, your handles, all that good stuff. Yeah, I, uh, this is the answer to your question on that. In California, we have, uh, especially Northern California, we have a little bit of that Black Panther experience to where yes, they, have indoctrinated, they <laughs> have indoctrinated the kids. <laughs> With knowing okay. their politics, I remember mm. as a as a young ruffian doing wrong, standing on the corner talking with other ruffians about what our Congress member was and was not doing. But when right. I started traveling like you, I realized that some thirty and forty year old black people, urbanites, don't know local politics. Right. So, Reason why we buck back and we've actually taught our Filipino, Latin, and Spanish people to do the same thing. (laughs) 
Right. Okay. So, so, so we taught them to buck back the system. So you can't be out here in California and do nothing wrong. We just not going to get away with it. I mean, right. Um, I show you, I show you a very fair example uh, for the uh, gay community. What? Uh, mm-hmm. And, and this isn't speaking against the gay community. This is just how fair we are toward do what's right. So uh, we had the little prop prop eight and what have you mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, gay Proposition community. Proposition eight. He's talking about people. So go ahead. Right. So so what what was offered to the gay community? Hey, we'll we'll put you on the ballot. And you know some people are gay friendly out here in California. And if it passes, it passes. Well, right. it didn't pass. And they tried to circumvent and go to Correct. the Supreme Court. Well, I remember that. Uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You don't circumvent. You go through the process just because you don't That's like right. the outcome that you got. So here's what I'll do. I'll put you back on the ballot with a different proposition yep. number. <laughs> Second time, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so that's my point about how we're very – Aware politically here in Cali it, it isn't about win Or not win it's about don't try To circumvent things even if You think you know gay Rights is supposed to be the correct thing or Black rights is supposed to be don't try to circumvent Nothing because what we don't Want to happen is some of our Muslim Pakistani and Afghan brothers mm-hmm. Now that they're here They're trying to circumvent how we've Been doing things for a long yep. time And yep. That's why we stopped Certain black things and certain gay things because you don't want people coming in after the fact after we done went through all the struggle and pain yep. and now you want Saying, to try well, to you come let in them and do say, this yeah right I don't like wick you know that's what the Muslim thing is now I don't like wick I don't like how why is that you and you standing right there next to your married husband talking about you don't like wick uh, have him pay for some food you know well, <laughs> well you know it's just. It's okay. just, if, you, if you if you look on YouTube, uh, uh, if you look on YouTube what? and see uh, Islam or Muslim welfare, you have a lot of people who are from other countries talking about how disrespectful toward Islam it is that some of these Muslim people have gone over to the great the, the great Satan America and begging for food or taking stuff for free, and the okay. word they use is. The word they use is haram. That's 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 haram. That's that's against the religion. Against for you right. to be doing it. Correct. Yeah, you're you're supposed to be fending for yourself, not going over begging. Right. But get, but guess what? A lot of people once they get here, and I pointed this out to a, a white and cop, they see how difficult said, it is. Well, 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 not only that, uh, uh, it's just abusing the system because you can. Yep. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of white Europeans, Russian. Bosnian, they oh, come yeah. here and they and they could be driving a Ferrari, but their wife is yep. EBTing it to death. <laughs> oh, I'm very familiar. I'm very familiar because, or it's not their wife. You understand what I'm saying? Because you know that those that systems too. are created. You know what I'm saying? That's just their girlfriend. They claim it as their wife, but there ain't no paper. That's why they're able to say, okay, well, I'm going to do that. Don't. I'll pay you $20. I mean, they play that game here in New York State as well. New York State, because right. of New York City, and I live upstate by Canada. 
So you could have a guy that's, you know, straight up making $1,000 a day but be paying $20 a week in child support for three kids because we can't prove, you know what I'm saying, that you make what you make because it's probably illegal. And you're not married. And so I, I talk to people all the time about the fact that, you know, if you if you always want to talk about the man, this, this is my only thing about that. I was raised with, you know, my father and my mother and my dad worked, whatever, and it was embarrassing, a food stamp. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, you know, but, what you know, my thing is if you need it, take it. You know, your kids shouldn't be hungry. But we was hungry as hell when we was kids. You know what I'm saying? Because my no, dad no, no, was, just, he was just too proud. But, yeah. With that came the fact that, you know what, if you get pregnant, you're getting out of my house because I'm not going to be a young grandmother and I'm not going to help you. I didn't have my son till I was married and 28 years old. You understand what I'm saying? So there were certain things right. that my family was old school. I'm 41 years old. I just turned 41. So my family was very old school. You know, you get married, you, get, you fall in love, you get married, you have sex, you have a baby, that's what you do. So... I was terrified to disappoint my parents, and now you don't see that level of disappointment. Like, men, you you know, you can't sit down, because we have a situation here where you have people that are, you know, foreign this and foreign that, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and I'm like, but your baby's mom is living in subsidized housing. I don't care about your Mercedes. You don't make enough money to support your children. So you can't talk about the man, you can't talk about the white man when it's the white man that's paying for your kids to eat because you couldn't afford to have them. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So that's the part of the hypocrisy that I don't like is that, you know, you guys will be on Instagram with your flashy belt buckle looking like a superhero with fake diamond studs in. But then when you in court, you crying because you can't pay, you know, $200 a week to feed your kid. And then you mad because the same government is taking all your child support money back because now she's on insurance from the system. Now she's on, you know, everything. And apparently they take that money back. So that's why when I say I'm a single mom, I don't say it like, oh, my God, like, you know, that's what I want to be. I say it like I take pride in the fact that I don't go to sleep if there's bills that have to be paid. Now, my ex-husband, he contributes. You understand what I'm saying? But not to the level that it's still my responsibility. My son's going to eat regardless as to whether my ex-husband and his father pays this month or not. You understand what I'm saying? He's still going to eat. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to make it happen. (laughs) And and the reverse of that is true is for those uh, women who go – and they collect stuff on on people that they know is not the father, and they hide behind the government oh my daddy God. system. They uh, should have know, to pay called, that back. I don't care. No, no, it's called naturalizing fathers or fathers of record. It's a loophole in yeah, the system. Yeah, that sign. That, that, yeah, that sign. Yep. Didn't right. the gentleman so, so, in uh, Detroit just get arrested for that? Uh, several people have been arrested to a point. And I can't one was count. in Texas as well. Yeah, well, well, you know, here, here, here's the whole thing you got to know that that your fans have to know about naturalized fathers or fathers of record. It means that the court knows that there's DNA proof the child is not his, but they still force him to pay. That's the difference. That's crazy. And how would it, they be able it, to fight that? You can't. You can't mm. at all. The only thing you could do is take them to civil court if you can track them down and find them. It, it costs you so much. Yeah, so you just say, I'm going to go ahead and pay it. Yeah, because it's 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 a ridiculous situation, and and it's but like, it's like uh, I tell these young people all the time. You know, after a certain age, you know, I, I have you know in my book, Daniel Lane Diary of a Hot Mess, it's on Amazon and Kindle. It's one of the six books that I've written. I have in there what I call the rite of passage, what I call the hostel. Men take it, women take it as well. But after a certain age, you got to start looking at people like, yo, if it was to pop off tomorrow, if something broke, or if whatever, whatever, 
you know, are, is this somebody that I will really want to be tied with for the rest of my life? Now, me and my ex-husband can get into it all day, all night, but at one point I can at least explain to my son we were married, we were in love, we had you, you were born out of love, not out of an accident, not out of, you know what I'm saying? And I think that part of the reason that I went on record saying that the, the young woman, uh, Leisha, was to me, like the describing of a queen is because you don't, you know, you, you're, you had to be raised that way. Like, that's not like everyone is always right. talking about, and I take great offense. I take great offense to people that are always like, I'm queen this, I'm queen that. No, you're not, because not every woman was born a queen. I don't care if you're black or not. We had to have court gestures, peasants, concubines, all that other stuff. You are chosen. You either born into this or you marry into it. It's, it's one or the other. You understand what I'm saying? So it's it's not something that you can teach. And so the what I wrote on my Instagram, at miss.d.scott, if you're not following me, is that I'm like, this is what it looks like. You understand what I'm saying? And she stood there with such grace. And, I mean, I was so humbled. I broke down crying because I know that I would not have been able to have been that composed. I'm a nutcase. There's no way. Like, you're killing people. I would have – I'm not saying I would have been the angry, bitter black woman, but I could not – have stood there as quiet as she did and just as still as she did reciting names, there's no way. They would have had to fight me. Like, seriously, they would have knuckle sandwiched me straight up, and we would have just – I would have been in jail for, like, six months. And I'm not saying that. Like, I I just – I cried because I just – I wish that I wasn't so angry that I could have been able to do that. And she's from New York. Well, you know, the problem is they we, we as black folks need to have a structure to mm-hmm. where she can go be embraced and schooled on the ins and outs of how to speak in front of camera. She can yep. go be someone's yes. national leader. <laughs> yeah. It's the prob it's it's the problem that I have with the with the ladies who run Black Lives Matter. Some of the mm-hmm. things are too emotional. Some of the yep. things are not researched. Yeah, I yep. remember uh, two, 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 two black people on MSNBC was grilling one of the sisters, one of the main leaders who, who snatched the mic from Bernie Sanders. And mm-hmm. she said, and they said, well, where is the, uh, the mission statement of the movement? Oh, Ooh. well, it's on there. It's on there. No, you should be able to recite it, honey. Verbatim. Um, yeah, the uh, mission statement of the uh, movement. Try that one, sir. Uh, the uh, mission statement of the movement. She said it's on the website. Both of the black people said no. We 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 both look. And these are liberal black. What? People. No, we, oh, no, Lord. we both look. It's not. It's not on there. Well, um, you would never caught and, me and, like that. And, 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 and wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and then she refuted them. Yet still. No, it's there. Ma'am, I'm not trying to be argumentative. We both have looked. It's not there. And see, when you oh, got that type Lord. of uh, 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 igorish behavior mm-hmm. where you're emotional and it's your baby, but you don't want to Mm-mm. admit something's wrong, nah, then you're going to have a problem. The other problem with that is that a lot of, you know, black women – you know, a lot of people don't understand, like, when you put us in positions of power, you have to behave as men, period. You understand what I'm saying? There is no emotion in anything. I can't be petty doing what I do and trying to get my nonprofit going and, you know, which deals with mental health. It's called the Sherry Foundation. I can't be emotional when I'm, you know, being a parent. I can't. I have to be very clear and even kilter across the board, which is what 
makes people respect me because they know I'm going to tell it like it is. But at the end of the day, if that was a situation with me, I don't even announce anything until all the pieces are in place. I actually was on, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, Rashida Strober. She calls herself the dark-skinned yes, activist. She's the woman that came out against Kendrick Lamar marrying a light-skinned woman. And I was actually in Chicago coming back from New Orleans from Essence Fest, and I had to call in because it was the craziest thing to me. It's like we have so much other things going on right now, and you're sitting here saying that you hate non-dark-skinned women. You sound completely crazy. I said, and you are the reason that black men sit up there and call us bitter and everything else. I said, and not only that, I said, when you stop airbrushing your pictures because you want to embrace your blackness, then you holler back. When you want to stop, you know, putting all these different filters on your photos, because if you're so proud of who you are, don't do it. You understand what I'm saying? And why do you care who he's marrying? I said, in a day and age where black men and black women are not even marrying each other, we're not even getting married, you should be glad that he's at least marrying somebody that was loyal to him. And then he said, she sat up there and disrespected the man's wife. You understand what I'm saying? And she's like, you're not. And same thing. She was very argumentative. She was this. So I ate her up real quick. However, she was not dumb. She had done her research, and so did her team. So they, they were, you know, talking to her all day. And she actually did the interview with my partner, Saladin, you know, and I actually just called in and made commentary. But like I told her, I said, you can't eat me up on my own show. It's not going to happen. I don't even need to read too much into who you are because you're you're too emotional. I said, you're a self-professed person. Anybody that's a self-professed anything, you don't get my respect because that means that no one else has acknowledged what you're doing but you. I'm not a self-professed anything. It, it, I, I either am this or I am not. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not a self-professed writer. You can go online. I have books. I have, you know what I'm saying? We do lectures. We do discussions, whatever. It's the same thing. So I just find that we as black women, you know, are very emotional, you know. But at the same time, I think that's why this Leisha Evans photo just struck me because I said I, I don't think that I could ever be that calm and ever be that still in the midst of, Hundreds of police officers, and let me say the correction because one of the things said millions, I couldn't be that calm. I would have been crying. I would have been pointing my finger, you know. But then you have to think about our sister Sandra Bland. And you would have been shot. There you go. That's what I'm saying. And you would have been shot. That's why I think I was so emotional because I'm like, this girl could have died if she would have moved her hand to the left or to the right. They could have just bucked her. And look that's at, why look, I look think I was so emotional because I would have never made it that far. Look at the guy in Walmart. What was the classic thing they said for shooting him from 50 feet away uh, while he was in the aisle on the phone with his girlfriend with the toy gun pointed? They thought he had a gun in his hand, right? No, no, no. Officer Williams said he made a sudden, sudden movement toward me. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how did the gunshots hit only his arm and shoulder? Mm-hmm. So if he's if he's facing you in any regards, the bullet it should have been close range, right? Yeah, it, it, it should, well no, he was fifty feet away, so the guy was down the aisle, and he was at the end cap in Walmart. <laughs> okay. It, it, in, Meanwhile, open carry states they're allowed to go in there with their children and shopping carts with their guns that, showing, you know, in a holster. Ma'am, 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 that was an open carry state. He was there, shot at Walmart. Right. And that's why I was saying there's issues with the NRA because it's like, right. you know, there was a there's an actor. He's the one on um, Wait Next Hail. He was the one that uh, 
Uh, he was the one that uh, he was making the animal noises or whatever. He was with Lila Roshan, and he made a statement. I think his name is Wendell, and he made a statement. He said, "You want to change gun laws?" He said, "If every black man in America went and got his pistol permit, he said they would change the laws so fast." <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But we want to buy illegal stuff off the street. We want to, you know, have felonies where we're not allowed to carry guns. We want to have, but yet you see that it's easy for a Middle Easterner to have gotten all these semi-automatic rifles. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, here in New York State, I could barely find bullets for a 22, which is a baby gun. You understand what I'm saying? So it just it doesn't make sense to me. And people think that it's always this conspiracy. And, and like I tell people, sometimes it is. That doesn't make sense. I said, when have you ever heard black and sniper? When, when, when America heard that, they were terrified. Because that means he was trained, that means he knew what he was doing, and he was very clear he was going to die that day. You understand what I'm saying? And some people are calling him a hero. I still think he's a cop killer, but at the end of the day, there was nothing. Listen, he could not have went down and marched peacefully. They might have killed him. He could not have, there's nothing he could have done. We have done everything that we were supposed to do, and still... You know, and then you have the coon officers that are speaking up saying things like, well, if you just don't do, I said, listen, I can't even listen to this man. There was a, a gentleman on TV in some backwoods place. It's, it, I can't trust nobody whose teeth is bucked out their mouth anyways. You have a dental plan. You don't have to look like that. You know, and he's sitting there telling everybody, looking like the uncle from the boondocks. You understand what I'm saying? How not to get shot. You know, so at the end of the day, I wanted to definitely make mention of the uh, Leisha Evans situation, I think that she is a queen in every sense of the word. And here's what I actually wrote about her on my Instagram that actually got repeated. And I said, I'm going to need Coretta Scott if I'm going to be king. And if you want to know what a queen looks like, hashtag Leisha Evans, L-E-S-H. I-A-E-V-A-N-S. I say you cannot fake bravery. You cannot fake regality. You cannot fake posture. You cannot fake her head being held high. You cannot fake being fearless. You cannot fake standing up and standing out. You cannot fake her desire to protect her son and men. She didn't resist. She is the resistance. She didn't, she don't, so don't be offended when I call you out for being mistaken again. Not all women are born queens because that's the way she is. There's no way you could have taught her that. And I said, even when you're not wearing your crowns, we still stand up for you. Kings, can you do the same? Can you acknowledge that this woman, Leisha Evans, can you acknowledge her? Can you make sure that we're supportive of each other now? She's not the only one that has done this over the years, and this photo will be iconic. She didn't resist. She is the resistance. And I said, Sincere Show, I know you would appreciate this image. We're talking about Sincere from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood because um, him and I go back and forth about certain, you know, political issues when um, – Black people are concerned. So I just wanted to close the show, and I'm glad that the gentleman called. Hopefully I can find him on my friends list. If you guys aren't following me on Instagram, at miss.d.scott, I actually posted the article that Heavy Magazine um, posted online. And it's funny because I was moved to tears because I was over in Canada with my son just taking a walk just because, you know, just to get out. And 
I look to find five things we didn't know about Leisha, which she is an LPN. Um, she's in her 20s. She has a five-year-old son, college graduate. She said that she felt like she was a vessel from God. That's why she was so peaceful, because I don't think God would have been talking to me at that moment as I'm standing in the middle of the road being arrested, who she stayed in jail for 24 hours because she was arrested. I believe it was on a Saturday or a Sunday, something like that. And typically on the weekends, they won't let you out. So it wasn't personal. But Heavy Magazine, I'm how crazy is this? I'm reading an article you know, looking for information about her to make sure that I'm not, because I don't like to put um, incorrect information out there. And I look, and it says, you know, one admirer also compared her to a queen, da-da-da-da-da, and I'm looking at my Instagram post. And so right now that post has over 500, I'm sorry, over 600 likes on it. And it's a post, young ladies, I wasn't naked, I wasn't booty popping, you know, twerking's great, you know what I'm saying, but I wasn't. And it's basically about what it looks like to be a queen. And so I think that she is the example that even I could learn from. And, you know, I think I know every damn thing, you know, but I don't. And I want to thank you to the brother that called that was explaining to thing, explaining to people. One of the reasons I scrub my friends list on Facebook is because and I don't really pay attention. If you delete me, I probably wouldn't even know for like five years. Um, until you re-request me, which is stupid because, you know, now I know and I'm not going to accept you. But what I think happens is I think that people, you know, there another post that I posted on Facebook is because I wanted my white friends to understand what you're saying. Like, the racism just spews from some of your mouths and you don't even realize it. And you're blaming Barack and, you know, you always think that you're offending the man by calling him Barack Hussein Obama, yet you forget that his mother is white. You know, yet everybody was mad at Beyonce. Are y'all still mad at Beyonce? Because her and Jay-Z just donated $1.5 million to the Black Lives Matter. And I agree with the gentleman that called. You know, there are certain things, especially with this, you know, quote-unquote new Black Panther movement that are disorganized. They are not it's not the same as back in the in the 60s with Huey and everybody else and, you know, Tupac's mom. And, you know, being an activist and being in this movement, and it, I'm not in Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not in any movement. I'm in the movement by myself of, you know, it's not about Black Lives Matter. It's just, you. Know, I'm not my ancestors. You understand what I'm saying? You're not going to talk to me like that. We will fuck y'all up, period. Okay? And that's not a threat. That's you think that you can come and talk to me like you're crazy, but I really am crazy. You think that you can come and do things to my son. And one of the things that I said is I said, you know, I don't understand the level of pain that these mothers go through, you know, and I, I don't like when people bring up the Trayvon Martin situation because that was a civilian that killed him. That was not a police person, although there was no conviction. Um I, I, I don't know what I would do, and I don't even want to put it in the, you know, in the, in the universe about that with the Eric Gardners and everything else. I don't know what I would do if something happened to my only child, my son, this little brown boy, you know, made from love, you know, rising star, shining, I mean, just a stellar kid. I don't think that I would be able, and I'm just going gonna, gonna to say this in all honesty, I don't think I would be able to wait for a court date. Y'all got to go. You, your grandmother, the dog, the fucking parakeet, the catfish, your fucking hole, your aquarium, your mom, your dad, all y'all got to go because I have nothing to live for now if you take my son away from me. You understand what I'm saying? I am not my fucking ancestors, okay? 
Black people have license to carry. But yet if we carried a pistol, which I don't do pistols, I told y'all, in Walmart, y'all would be ready to tackle us because y'all are fucking terrified of that. Okay, some of us like to hunt and eat fucking venison, too. In fact, the guy I'm going hunting with is somebody that I work with, white guy. We're going up to the, you know, he got land up in the Appalachians or whatever it is, and he's going to, you know, skin it for me so I can make a rug and things like that. So I think that if we can come together over gun safety and what's going on with the gun violence, and if we can agree to say, like Bakari Sellers from CNN said, you know, you can't mourn the five cops and you don't mourn the two and three men that just died over the last 72 hours you have to mourn both because one led to the other okay it was too much and you know it it gets to a place and let me uh shout out my boy herb who um actually has you know he goes down to the city council meetings and he um he sits on a couple of boards in the city and it was michael rapaport michael rapaport is the white actor i was talking about that played remy in the film higher learning where I literally, because as a writer, I have to put my, especially a ghostwriter, I have to put myself in other people's shoes all the time. So what ends up happening is, is when I sat there and I watched the movie and I really was like, okay, if I'm a white guy, a white male, and my father's telling me that black people are bad because of affirmative action, because they couldn't get a job on their own, that, you know, Chinese people, goops or whatever they call them, you know what I'm saying, are bad because of the war, you know, which it's not even the same agents. You know, I watched a, a, a guy the other day say um russians are better than the chinese you know he was just kidding around in a in a jovial situation not realizing that the people that he was talking to weren't even fucking chinese you fucking prick what the fuck are you talking about that's like calling you yugoslavian and you're really russian what the fuck like they were not even close to chinese you understand what i'm saying so i just think that there's some sort of disconnect between the two cultures and something else i had to remind white people about donald trump i said you guys think that donald trump is just going to come in the white house and fix every fucking thing you know that's not what's going to happen i said you know i don't care if he gets elected you know why because at this point there's nothing we could do you know um if he gets elected i want to see is he going to keep that promise to you to make america great again because i said what you white people keep forgetting is the fact that donald trump is not even in the top 10 percent in the country he's rich white and poor is the same thing as being a nigger let's be clear white and poor is the same thing as being a nigger and y'all gonna learn today it's the same thing. So when you see those white drug addicts and prostitutes, the police have brutalized them as well because they look at them as some police. They look at them as less than. So you could sit there in your trailer park or whatever you're doing, you know, sleeping in your mom's basement until you're 87 years old thinking that Donald Trump is the great white hope and he's going to come to, you know, into office and change shit. What you don't understand is he's about to screw y'all because he does not like you. You are poor as fuck. And I'm not talking middle class. I don't care if your family drives an Acura, an Ultima, a Toyota, whatever, whatever. You're not rich. You don't own buildings. You haven't had the opportunity to go bankrupt four, five, and six times. You haven't had the opportunity to marry two immigrant women, cheat on one of them, have a baby to her named Tiffany, right, and then pay them all off. This is wife number three. Okay, so you can say a lot of things about Obama. We ain't had a scandal in the White House yet. Y'all tried it, but it didn't work. And so now you have to deal with the arduous task of now you've got to put your money where your mouth is. Okay? And to the black women, I'm, I'm very upset. And, you know, 
I love Roland Martin because I'm about facts. I'm not about, you know, anything else. If you can hit me with a fact, like what the gentleman was talking about with the Black Lives Matter, uh, the females, they were so emotional. They were saying that your mission statement is not on the Internet. The minute somebody would have told me that, let me just tell you, that's a challenge to me, which means I'm going to recite it to you verbatim from my brain, okay? It's my company, it's my baby, it's my nonprofit. Oh, the mission statement will be memorized. And if you didn't have it memorized, shame on you. You weren't ready. Oh, no, he wasn't ready. She wasn't ready, right? So you think that I just get on air every day and open myself up, we're going on two years on this show, and not have my facts together. And if I don't have my facts, some of my, re- you know, some of my readers, my listeners, they'll get them to me in 2.5 seconds. But I wouldn't go charging people. Like I had to delete the one girl because everything was Barack Obama's fault. Everything was his fault. He started a race war. No, honey, we're trying to end one. It, it never stopped, you know, and, and we could go all the way back to Emmett Till. You understand what I'm saying? So I had to make a, a quote the other day um, on Facebook because I think that white people look at Martin Luther King like he wasn't still a nigga. Let's be clear. Martin Luther the King was still black, very black. Okay, so just because he didn't come out like Malcolm did, y'all didn't do y'all research. They were cool before both of them got assassinated. So I said, when you want peaceful leaders, when you say you want peaceful leaders like Martin Luther King, please remember he was still murdered. I said, please remember his family sued the government and won in a wrongful death suit. So when you say that, okay, and I'm speaking to my white friends, you're asking for a sacrificial lamb. When you are asking for leaders like Malcolm X, he too was killed by the government. These are the facts. When you quote Gandhi, do you know that he was a racist? He hated black people. So read a book, please, before you perpetuate things online and in the universe. You do know that your silence now about black men, yet you have children to them, did not go unnoticed. Your children are black, and you don't have to be a cop or be black to be outraged, but silence is never misunderstood. So anybody that was on my friends list, especially on Facebook, because that's like my family, that's like my true friends, that didn't say anything, like if y'all was just going about your lives and look at Fluffy and shit like that, you had to go. If you said one wrong word about Barack Obama, and I'm going to tell you what I said about that the other day as well. You know, I said, the funny thing is, I said, you guys will sit there And talk about what Barack did or didn't do. I said, you disrespect our president, who is a black man. Okay? So I know for a fact, if you would disrespect our president, then you would disrespect the average black man on the street. Do you know what they do in other countries when you disrespect the president? If you speak ill of the president, go to Cuba and do it. Go to Thailand and do it, China, wherever you want to go, any other country but here. You can be jailed for no reason. So if you don't respect the leader of this country, then I know you don't respect black men in the street. This is a fact. Now, I'm going to go to a caller from the 469. Let's see what they have to say. Caller, are you there? Caller from the 469, are you there? Yes, I'm just listening to you right now. Oh, okay. Did you have any input on the Leisha Evans situation or anything else that me and the other gentlemen were talking about? Uh, not at this time. Okay. Well, keep listening. I'm going to finish up. Um, I'm going to wrap up the show in a, about 20 minutes, so i got some more little nuggets to drop. So if you're not following me, make sure you're on my Twitter, at DMSST93, 
or on my Instagram at miss.d.scott. And you can also check me out on my website, www.stayinyourlane123.com. And then I'm going to put you back on so you can listen. Thank you for calling. Thank you, love. So what I'm going to get back to is the fact that, you know, we disrespect our own. And I I can understand um, where white people would think, like, you know, because that's the first thing they want to tell us, that, oh, my God, they're killing people in Chicago. You didn't say anything about that. No, I did. Y'all just didn't listen. Oh, you guys, you abort babies. No, I know, but, but you didn't listen. You understand what I'm saying? And so my biggest issue is the interpersonal relationships between black women and black men because I think that there's some sort of – disconnect between us where y'all think that we are your enemy. So when I saw this photo of Leisha Evans, I knew, I said, this is going to be iconic. This is no different than the Rosa Parks situation. Like, you know, some people even refer to her, says she looked like Storm from X-Men, like she was just waiting. And what's so crazy about it is that even in her stillness, you see the strength and you see how she's just looking at them like you peasants. Y'all had to come all the way over here with this zip tie, this this glad bag zip tie, to arrest me standing here in a sundress and flats. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? So I feel that um, I, I also made a post where it said, remember Alicia Evans, when you black men talk about foreign this and foreign that, foreign, 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 and how as we, as black women, all we do is beat you down. Now, nah, we stand up for you too. We stand tall. We are ready to go to war or jail for you. We are the mothers to your children. We will do anything for you. And in this photo, can you say that you do the same? She was arrested. She refused to be silent about police murdering you. Rem- please, please, black man, remember this photo when you choose to speak ill of a black woman. Inside all of us, this woman lives, and sometimes it's hard to deal with life because life is hard to deal with. But we fight with you and for you, so remember that, love. Okay? So what people have to understand is that, you know, they always talk about the bitter black woman. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really bitter. I might be a little angry, but if you had to deal with the same shit that I have to deal with, I'm responsible for raising a young king and then attracting one, right, while still keeping my crown straight. And America makes that hard for me to do when sisters like Sandra Bland, you know, let me tell you something that I've spoke about in, you know, other shows. You will see black women, and this is, this is between black people, you will see black women stand up for black men all day, all day. The Mike Brown situation, Ferguson, all that. I did not see not one black man, celebrity or not, organize a march for Sandra Bland. If, if, you, if she did, please email me. Please, www.stayinyourlane123.com. So it's, it's, it's almost like when you take away, this is like the Willie Lynch syndrome, like when you take away the men out of the home and you get to a place where you're calling other women queens, that's fine if that's your queen, whatever, but don't disrespect what brought you here. Don't disrespect the womb that brought you here. You understand what I'm saying? And it's a shame that you guys will sit up there and talk about Jesse Williams because his mother is white. Right. And then you talk of let me see, Shamar Moore came forward and said some things about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I'm trying to think there was one more whose mother was also white and they came forward talking about the Black Lives Matter. Why is it that their mother is white? Right. So they could have really identified as anything. Um, but but you're still a nigga. You're still black. Um, but why is it that they have more compassion for black women, are married to black women, are dating black women, have children with black women 
and yet you see fit to disrespect us on every level. And I think that the photo of Leisha Evans is just so powerful because what else is crazy, and I have said this on my show before, where were the black men? Where were the black men that were standing behind her like Toucher and it's on? No. Y'all left her there, and that's hurtful. Where were the black men when – I'm sorry, I'm going to tell you where the black man was – when um, the little girl in Texas was getting sat on by a police officer. She was like 12, 13 years old, in a bathing suit, tackled to the ground, sat on. There was a black man that stood right there and did nothing. Am I saying beat up the police? No. But what I am saying is say, come on now, you know, you have to do that, she can't breathe, something. If you got hit in the face, you just got hit in the face. That was a little girl. Did y'all say anything? Did you black men stand up when that black, black man in the class was the teacher? There was a black man in the class. And the security guard dude comes in and slams the little girl in the chair. Y'all said nothing. We ready to go to war for y'all. And y'all said nothing. So when I saw the situation with the sniper, um, it raised all kinds of emotions in me because it was emphatically wrong. It was wrong. But the, the precision and the technique that he used was no different than ambushing that white kid when he ambushed those nine people in that church in South Carolina. So why was he taken to, into custody, okay, and had a history of racism, much like Remy did, Michael Rappaport's character in um, Higher Learning, and was taken to Burger King to get something to eat. He was shielded. It, it, we can't make this shit up, people. You know, and then when you, you know, I had a woman today post All Lives Matter, and I said, you know, the thing with that is, you know, because I don't have an issue with you saying All Lives Matter, but it's like this Asian guy said, he said, that's like running through a cancer ward saying, you know, people are dying of other diseases too. All diseases matter. You can't fucking do that. It's not appropriate. You have to acknowledge that what's happening is wrong. You know, and, and what else I don't like is the undermining of, you know, so a couple people got killed. That doesn't mean that you should go shoot five cops. Pause. No, nobody should die. However, you want to compare a hundred and something people that died in police custody this year, white, black, and different, because the, the, the list goes on. I was at the protest in New York in Times Square. That's where I met um, Ray Lewis, not the football player, but the former Philadelphia um, police chief. Okay, he actually was on my show um, over a year ago, you know, so we have this issue with, you know, you black men think that um, it, it's it's optional, you know, to, to protect us. But yet we do it without batting a freaking eyelash, without batting an eyelash. And it would just be nice to have seen somebody stand up for that girl. It would have been nice to see somebody say, you know what, you're not going to take her. It would have been nice. You know, but no, she did it by herself. And that's what you have to understand is that when you take the black man out of the home, and this is one of the things that is, is part of my message, bring the black man back into the home, period. Bring the man back into the home. These little girls are being raised to think that they are concubines and hoes and video vixens and everything is fake. Okay, our suicide rate amongst black men is up 30-something percent this year. Y'all are suffering, but we're not your enemy. You know, so when I see this woman, it's just I get so emotional every time I look at the photo because it's like I could never be that poised because I'm so freaking angry. I'm so angry. I would have never flown from New York City, left my five-year-old son with the father, to go down there and protest for a dead black man that I never met 
and been that calm. There's no way. And the sad part is, because I'm a nutcase, I know that she was hurting, and I know that she was angry. And so here's a female that's a decade younger than me that was able to pull something off that I couldn't do because I'm so hurt and angered by what's going on between black women and black men and then with the cops and black men and women. I'm outraged. I would have never been able to do that. They, I, I would have been dead, like the man said. You know, and then you look at her and you think in 2.5 seconds she could have been Sandra Bland. She could have been. And now everyone wants to make excuses as for why the police make the split decisions that they make and so on and so forth. I have millions of things to counter that. You understand what I'm saying? At the end of the day, no, I'm not a police officer. I do understand that when they go to work, they're, you know what I'm saying, they have to worry. But I don't want to have to teach my son that he has to worry about carrying a pack of Skittles, that he has to worry about carrying a sub. That he has, First of all, he wouldn't be carrying a gun in the first place. But like I said before, I said if anything ever happened to my son, just know this. Your mom's ain't coming home tonight. You ain't coming home. The dog got to go. Your car getting riddled with bullets. I don't care. You have to go. Because you're not going to, I couldn't be in a courtroom and someone say, you know, released on all charges. And let's be clear, because this is something that black people fail to, to, fail to mention. You do know that there are black cops that are getting arrested for this abusive behavior as well. And Latino cops that are getting arrested for this abusive behavior as well. Eric Garner, two of the cops, matter of fact, one of them just got off today. No charges. Okay. So you have to understand it's not just a race issue. It's an abuse of power. I'm going to say it again. Study the Stanford prison experiment. It took place, I believe, in 1975, 1976, Stanford University. Um, and it just goes through the mental um, capacity that people have when they put that uniform on and when they have that badge and when they're aware that they have that power. And we've seen video footage where the cop was like, oh, I could just knock your head off right now if I wanted to. You understand what I'm saying? And I haven't had many encounters with the police other than, like, traffic stops. But, no, they weren't nice. You understand what I'm saying? And so for me, but but let me be clear, I'm not afraid of the police. You know what I mean? Because I believe if I do everything that I'm supposed to, that's what the fuck lawyers are for. I'm not the one. Like I said, we are not our ancestors. You know, so like the gentleman said, I believe that it's very important, and especially in New York State, especially in California, for people to know their rights and know the necessary chain of command instead of blaming it on the President of the United States. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I, I wish that people knew the chain of command so they can stop blaming it on the bitter black woman or stop blaming it on the bitter black man or stop blaming it on the welfare recipients and saying we don't want people to move into this neighborhood when it is a proven statistical fact that there are more white people that are on uh, public assistance than there are black. And, and you could sit there and say that it's because, you know, they have more of this or there's more of them. In the It doesn't matter, okay? If y'all make up more of the population, why is it that more black men are in the prison system than you are? I mean, they write entire scripts for Law and Order, Criminal Minds, on all that shit. And let me tell you something else. In that movie, something else that I wanted to touch on that, that really was a powerful statement from the Dallas police chief who was black. He said, we're not your enemy, you know. He said, come fill out an application, work for us, work with us to stop this. Put your money where your fucking mouth is. Do it. Do it. Don't be in the streets. Come put the application in. Because one of the things that one of the, the supremacists said to Remy in uh, 
and and this has actually been in, in documentaries as well, is that they want their white supremacist people to be in positions of power, to be the attorneys, to be the doctors, to be the, the lawyers and the judges, right? It's very rare. Now, recently in a case, I believe the judge's name was Vonda. She, she actually ruled um, against one of the, the gentlemen that had beat a man to death, whatever. And, I mean, she let him have it. She was in a position of power. Black people, we have to put ourselves in the position of fuck you, okay, whatever that means. So, yeah, that's cool that y'all are boycotting the, the shops and so on and so forth, but did you put yourself in a position of fuck you where you don't have to go back? You probably didn't. You know, we have places in, in most cities that, that are food droughts. There's no fresh fruit and vegetables. All, you know, you're all eating different fast food places. You're not taking care of yourselves. Life expectancy is low. You're not in a position of fuck you. You always have to put yourself in a position of fuck you. You know, and, and I'm in agreement with the gentleman that said that black lives, the, the people that run Black Lives Matter, they have to be a little bit more diligent and a little bit more professional if you want to be taken seriously. Do I think they're a terrorist group? Hell no. You know what I'm saying? If you can have a KKK, you can have a Black Lives Matter. And I'm also very disappointed in the new, what they call the New World Order, whatever, Black Panther movement. It's more than just putting on a fucking, you know, black turtleneck and a black beret. You got to be serious. They were feeding kids, whole neighborhoods, making sure that they had people that were able to do the grant writing and to do the paperwork. They were ready to die for their belief. You guys will go out in the street and shoot each other, but you won't die for your women. You won't give your kids your last name, and yet we still love you. That's the craziest thing to me, still love you. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, you know, what Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, any of that. What matters is that life matters. You can't go around um, abusing people and oppressing people and beating people down and think that at some point nobody's going to snap. Nobody said shit when the guy came in and, and shot up everybody in the post office. Nobody said shit when the guy got on a train and, and opened fire. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody said shit when those places got blown up in Turkey. You know, people were just going to catch their flights. But you can't start some shit that you can't finish. This has been going on now for 50 years. You understand what I'm saying? You know, and, and I understand the, the methodology of everything and how things work and, and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say it again. We are not our ancestors. And I think that even more equipped than a rifle we have knowledge. If you don't have knowledge about what's going on, and that's why, you know, I loved what the gentleman added on about legislation, and he's like, they just not going, you know what I'm saying, Let, that stuff's not going to fly. You know, I really love the fact that he said that because he's in the know. So having knowledge of stuff is not just opening up a Bible saying that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. Having knowledge is about saying, okay, these are, this is what you're not going to do, Okay. And I'll tell somebody that real quick in a, in a minute. This is what you're not going to do. Let me take this call real quick. So your phone number is a series of angel numbers, which are 11s. Caller, are you there? Yes. Thank you very much for taking my call, dear. Uh, this is Mazda. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? And where are you from, Mazda? From Europe. You're from where? Europe. London. Oh, what part? Are, oh, you're from London. Okay. Dear so London, are you in the yes. States at this time? Beg your pardon? Are you in the States at this time? Yes, I'm in London right now. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so you're in England right now. You're in London. 
So now what is your take on what's happening in the U.S. as far as, like, the race relations between the police and uh, black people in this country? You know, always racism, discrimination, disunity, always danger to the United States of America. And it's not new. It's not new. If something was happening or two hundred forty years, so you know, uh, now it came to a, po- a boiling point for all Americans. Right. You know, people cannot escape from it. You know, in United Kingdom, we, I mean, police really doesn't carry guns, and you know, still they're doing their jobs, and really nobody kills. Uh, like that in the United States, you know. I mean, you guys, I mean, I think recently there was one guy uh, tasered just recently. It's the last yeah. 24 hours in your country. And had a heart attack, it I was think, in, yeah. Right, 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 heart attack, that's right. You see, we, uh, we Britannian, uh, we are monitoring your situation very closely too, you know. And uh, Why? I mean, this guy, they could catch this guy a little bit forward. I mean, like, if you escape from a cop, it's like they get super angry from you. I mean, it's like, oh, why? Okay, let him go. You catch him down the road. You know, big deal. You have to just, you catch him just one block. I mean, just one block down the road. Why you need to use laser? Taser on him, and he was Mexican, and he died. Yes. Uh, uh, because of uh, he was under life support, I believe. Correct. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you know, again, as while people are angry and uh, you know, uh, telling the police, please use your, you know, your less. Uh, uh, persu- persuasion, you know, less anger with the people. Still, they're doing it. These people, I don't know how these people will understand, you know? Well, I you know, mean, I made a post the other day on my Facebook that said, you know, when you are America, we're supposed to be one of the greatest countries in the world. And right. they see other countries, and I'm right across the border from Canada, you know, different legislation, and they see. You know what I'm saying? Different things that are going on here in America. We're killing each other. Then the cops are killing us. Then we had a sniper kill our cops. It's like, you know, I believe it was the Bahamas just issued a travel warning saying, please don't, if you are a black male, um, travel to the yes. United States. They're having, they're having issues. That's terrible. That's yes. Is, is you know, and so I travel. think that. We become a huge sitting duck when we can't have unity with all, you know, with everything that's going on. You know, so we're not even, like I said, I said, you guys don't even respect the black president of the United States. You disrespect him. They, they call him names. They death threats and, you know, all these things. Yet if you were in another country, they, they would kill you. Any Latin American country you speak out against, you can't even say anything bad about Pablo Escobar in Colombia to this day someone will be ready to kill you, you know, for an offense that happened a million years ago. You understand what I'm saying? Italy, any of these places, Mussolini, Stalin, any of that, they would have killed you 
It was a, it was illegal to speak against your leader. So if you don't respect the black man that's in power in this country, there is no way you respect Antoine from up the street. There's no way. You know, and I think that that is the most embarrassing thing of all time. You know, you're in England, so you have Queen Elizabeth, you have a monarchy, right? They don't do anything, right? That, 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 they were going to abolish your monarchy. However, you have respect, you know? You don't see people coming forward, you know, speaking out about the queen. They said they wanted to abolish the monarchy, not the queen, so that it was not personal. You understand what I'm saying? And they're saying, oh, because we're yes. paying taxes and it's, it's doing this, that, and the third. But they never spoke ill about the queen, and she's a female because people have respect in other countries right. for the leaders. People hated Fidel Castro. But I bet you you weren't going to say that, not even in your kitchen, not even by yourself. Someone got wind of that, they could take you and have you shot somewhere. It, 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 it doesn't <laughs> matter. And it, it's true. It's true. Fidel was yes. notorious for that. Yes. Go to, go to the, 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 you know, the other countries, the Ukrainians. Go to you know, Iran, Iraq. You know, they escaped over here. You do not talk about, your, you know what I'm saying, the person that's in power. You're not in power. You're not in a position to do anything. So at least respect the person that's in power. You put him there. You know, you guys don't have a choice over there with the monarchy. However, your laws are very, very different, and they're very, very clear. Now, what is, what is your accent? You have an accent, I hear. I'm from, uh, you know, uh, well, my backgrounds are from Middle East. Yep, that's what I figured. Definitely Middle Eastern. Yes. So that's what I'm but saying. I, I want I you to British, explain. British. I mean, yeah, sure. I understand your situation better because, you know. Yeah, because uh, you are Europe, considered black Europe, over there. Right. I mean, in Europe, we ha we trained ourselves to respect our neighbors, uh, regardless yep. of what the color is, whatever they came from, whether from Nigeria, Kenya, uh, Jamaica, or uh, etc. You know, Africa, yeah. Africa, they're humans. You know, they're here. They're, uh, you know. We are all working for the same country, so make the country great, you know, instead of we fighting with each other or, um, you know, bullying or, you know, or try to be, um, you know, unkind to each other, then, you know, the country will suffer. We got our lessons long time ago in Europe. Therefore, we are much um, more ahead of you guys, you know, yeah, in this regard. And tolerance, for sure. And tolerance, peace, love, unity. And yet, you know, in here, if somebody says something, you know, even question, uh, you say, for example, your neighbor is from Africa. If we right. uh, even say you're from Africa, you know, they get mad on you and they can sue you because what the, you know, because you make them feel uneasy, you know. But we are not telling them you're from Africa. We say we are from UK. You know, you are my brother. Right. I don't care for them. We don't even name it because for us it's resort. We don't care you have accent. We don't care you have your short, your long, your your hair is uh, different. It doesn't matter. These are characteristics. It always will be different. You're white, yellow, uh, etc. The question is, 
we are belong to the same country, UK, and uh, you know we used to be European Union, but now uh, we are coming out of it. Hopefully sooner. Uh, so right. you know, so ba- basically, uh, still, uh, you know, we make this country great because we don't go to the war with each others, and you guys. I, because of economic problems, because mm-hmm. people are in food stamps, 50 million of you guys are in food stamps, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, lack of jobs, I mean, people get uh, crazy, you know. Uh, when they have nothing. no money, exactly. Yeah, no money, uh, and as they don't produce something good. When all the jobs are gone to Mexico, when your jobs all are gone to, uh, you know, other countries in India mm-hmm. and, yep. and Vietnam, China, so therefore, uh, you know, these things will happen. You know, uh, police is mad on you. You get mad on police, and now we have martial law in uh, Baton Rouge right now. Am I correct or wrong? Um, they're trying to say it's martial law, but it would never be martial law. It would just be the police's excuse to kill people. Um, but you also have to understand, do you understand the history with Louisiana in this country? You know, Louisiana was one of the first places that when they came over with the slave trade and things like that, there was a lot of racism that went on because remember, that's still the South. Texas is the South. Louisiana is the South. Atlanta is the South. You know, so like I said, I don't see... Very much. I'm not saying it doesn't happen in New York because, I mean, obviously we had Eric Gardner, but I think that that was a different issue. In New York City, you know, you're talking about rents being $2,000 for something that's a box, and this is a man that's going to work and, you know, putting his life on the line every single day for, you know, 40000 a year and can hardly take care of his family, and here's this guy you know, selling cigarettes or selling CDs and doesn't want to listen. It just, it's to me, it's just, it's all a mental health issue. It's all an abuse of power, you know, and the gentleman was speaking about in California, you know, so a great state of California, you know, they had some issues with police brutality. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Rodney King issues. They had a lot of gang violence, things like that. Um, So this is not something that just happened, but like he said, you know, because the Black Panther started up there in Stockton, California, and all more more northern uh, California, I believe it is, a lot of the people are more knowledgeable about their rights. So if you pull them off, they're going to say, no, I, I no, you can't check my trunk. No. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's not your right. job, and I don't yeah, want you to do it, and I don't want rights. you to do it. Yeah, you, have, and you have to have, uh, uh, knowledge. you know, have to have, yeah, knowledge is power, right. You have to have uh, now, uh, you, uh, some kind of uh, first uh, go through the court, get uh, evidence, and then they can come and check right. your Right, and then and they right can't do not? anything. Yeah. Exactly. You have to do right. everything the legal and the proper way. Right. So it's no different right. than owning a gun and things like that. So even in England, it was funny because someone had commented. I, I actually watch a show. It's called um, Ladies of London, and it's about, like, upper class, you know, women that live in, you know, their their ancestors were, you know, living castles or whatever. Um, but they live in, you know, decent areas in uh, in, in, um, in London. And basically, it's, you know, shows all them with their families and that, that amount of wealth. Well, they were out, the women, they're shooting rifle, they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very normal over there, right? Whereas over here, if I tell somebody, yeah, I want to go duck hunting with one of my bosses or, you know, with somebody that I work with, it's like, what are you talking about? You're going to go kill deer? Yes, because I'm going to eat them. 
You know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm going to go kill right. ducks yeah. so I can eat them. And so people, you know what I'm saying? Like people look at me like I'm a savage. And I'm like, what do you think that our people were doing when they got here? You think that they weren't killing chickens and they weren't killing animals to eat them? You know what I mean? I'm not a vegan. So, you know, let me ask you this about being um, Middle Eastern in that country. I'm not sure if you're Muslim or part Islamic. Have you had any issues ever since the bombings and everything like that in Paris where people are looking at you or are they understanding that Islam is not a mm-hmm. hateful religion within and of itself and that they're extreme? Uh, first of all, a majority of us are more Christians and we have Islam, yeah, we okay. have Pakistanis, we have Pakistanis right. from Hindu, Hindu religion, Hinduism. Mm-hmm. And uh, etc. You know, you know, because we are all from the same people are here. Really, we, if you come to London, you will be so impressed because you find Africa, you find India, you find Pakistan. You don't know who is who is who. You cannot That's even right. pinpointing who who is who, and or if that person has accent, it can be Hindu or it can be Pakistani right. or it can be uh, you know uh, Nepalese, etc. You know, mm-hmm. so no, I can answer to you that people here don't have they you know they go work home tired they don't cares uh, to, you know, to pick on your neighbor, pick on your uh, people in your uh, city, etc. So, oh, that person is bad, that person is no good, or no, no. We don't have time for this kind of crap. For us, unity of the nation is more important than disunity. And disunity is danger to the peace of the country. And, you know, uh, and I was, we love this country, and we are united right. uh, towards each other, and we don't bother each other. I mean, we don't care, really. If you come here, people all live in, I mean, uh, in peace and harmony together under one roof. Uh, and, you know, Kingdom. Canada, yeah, Canada is a lot like that, too. Like, Canada is a big melting pot. Yes. I, I often call Canada yes. like little Europe, like little, you know what I'm saying? It's just like being in, yes, you yes, know, yes. London. And when you ask a person, now you can look at them and see, like, okay, maybe they're Slavic, maybe they're Syrian, whatever. But if you ask them, they're going to say, I'm Canadian. That's it. Right? right? Because that's, that's the country it. that they live that's in. It. And then they'll say, oh, my mom is Jamaican and my father is Korean right, or whatever. Right. Whereas Americans, we don't automatically assimilate and say, well, what are you? Because, you know, that's a very ignorant question to ask. What are you? Right. We don't automatically say, I'm American. I go into, well, my father's black and then my mother is Ecuador. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think what you're saying makes sense that there's no unification here where we're all like, okay, we're Americans. If another country attacks us, we have no choice but to try to work together. And it's no longer a black-white issue or a cops against, you know, civilians issue. It is, you know, these people are attacking us. So can you agree that as, as a major power force in trade, in commerce, in money, in banking, that the United States looks very, very vulnerable right now? Oh, yeah, indeed, because you have enemy within and you have enemy uh, uh, without. So uh, when you're getting weaker, 
very weak weak exactly. right now, and 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 it's time for them to, uh, you know, to uh, strike or to do something bad to you guys. Then you will be super super duper, uh, you know. Uh, well, the reason I call uh, this show oh. "We Are Not um, Our Ancestors" is because there is some misconception that. Black people should always, you know, and and trust me, I'm not just saying this. I do have white friends like that. I I said, like I say, you know, it's a common joke. I would eat their potato salad. I would allow, you know, whatever, you know, my son to be around their children. It's it's not a problem. But they're part of the struggle with me. They're they're mothers. They're you know what I'm saying. So we we bond on another level. However, um, you know. We are not our ancestors in the sense that there's some sort of misconception that just because you're coming towards me down the street that I have to be the one to move to the left. You fucking move. You understand what I'm saying? Just out of common courtesy, it doesn't matter. You understand what I'm saying? There's some sort of misconception, and it's what we in this country call white privilege. You know, it's just something that just happens where they feel like, and it's not a, a, a thing that they would write on a T-shirt. It's just how they are. Like my girlfriend, She's a vice president of a bank. Like, when I say she's back and forth to Europe, all over, you know, Germany, everywhere. When she goes to stand in the line for priority seating, you know, because she's a black diamond member because she has over a million miles, whatever, whatever, you know, white people will assume that she's in the wrong place. Meanwhile, you know what I'm saying? She probably is racked up. Like, this is what she does for a living. She flies out every week. You understand what I'm saying? So there's this common misconception that, you know, that's, we are less than. Right, we yeah. are less because, than. Because, you know, in, in, in United Kingdom, we don't have misconceptions, you know, uh, and mm-hmm. we don't categorize each other's, uh, you know, superior than each other's. We are all equal under the law. We are all equal under the God and United Kingdom, uh, our constitution. And, you know, so every, I mean, I have the same constitution, right? As my neighbor, my neighbor has right. the same constitution as as, as another person, and etc. And you know, but uh, in your country, it seems you say, well, uh, it seems certain people doesn't have a, a constitutional right. We're Second very Amendment. segregated here, uh, you know. Right, um, your segregation it kills you. Because right. of segregation. It brings down this country to its knees, and more bloodshed is going to happen in this country. Now, I let me ask you this, because this is something, oh, yeah, it's right. not going to end well. It's not going to end well. Um, let me ask you this. What do you think about the black-on-black violence here? Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the fact that Chicago um, has a very yes. high murder rate right now, just a yes, lot of, I, I know, I me know. personally, it goes back to the parents. It goes back to no father in the home, and I know that U.K. is pretty right. tough on divorces. You guys have to be separated right. for, what is it, like 10 years before you're granted a divorce, Correct. No, no, uh, me, uh, not 10 years. I mean, uh, I think it's one year, if I'm not mistaken. It you used know. to be way one. longer than one year, but you have to be separated. And y'all don't have, like, these divorce laws and these, no, no, you know. No, no, these, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's yeah. totally, it, it's, uh, uh, it's not like United States, you marry Las Vegas and then <laughs> divorce the next day. No, no, no. In the United Kingdom, it's very hard both of them, they have to go to 
uh, marriage counseling, yeah, marriage counseling with the church, and they have yep. to do all those things before the judge even consider divorce. I mean, you have to do a lot of things uh, uh, to show that it didn't work. Not like in you know in your country. Well, in certain states in the U.S., like I was divorced in um, Florida, and they made us do the same thing, but my ex-husband did not comply. Now we still come together right. to you know parent our child, so I definitely still feel like we're a unit. I never feel like, you know, my son is unsafe or that, you know, he's not loved. But it's unfortunate that because, and, and one of the things, if you're not following me on Instagram, at miss.d.scott, that I was talking about um, the Leisha Evans situation. I'm not sure if you're familiar who she is, but you will know, because she is the black woman that was actually standing up as the police were coming to arrest her, and she was so stoic and she was so queen-like, oh, yeah, yeah. almost like Nefertiti. Now, they compared that photo to the tank yeah. man in Tiananmen Square, which a lot of people don't remember that. I remember that. It was a massacre yes, in yes, Tiananmen Square, so you I guys do. are going to want to have to Google that. But she came out, and they almost said that she looked like Storm, Halle Berry's character from The Avengers. Like, And the sad part is, is that because I'm so angry, I'm not an angry black woman, but I am angry and outraged at what's going on in this country because I do travel, and I do know how embarrassing it is to say, wow, you guys are from America? Like, they think that we are retarded. Like, seriously, like, they think there's something wrong with us, even just in Canada. They're like, what the hell is going on with your country? You guys don't have no issues. The dollar is worth, you know, X amount of dollars right now. In Canada, the dollar is strong. You guys don't have any issues but with each other. And so I think that because we haven't settled race relations, and then then there's, there's also another syndrome in the black community, which is the crab in the barrel syndrome, which is I don't want you doing better than me, so you know what, I'm going to shoot you. I don't want right. you doing better than me, so you yeah. know what? I'm going to sleep with your girlfriend or your baby's mom or your wife. And I think there's too many baby moms and not enough wives. I think that women are not being raised to be women and to be queens. And someone had made a comment on my page saying, I think all black women are queens. They just don't know it yet. That is absolutely not true. You, you can't be a queen and a concubine at the same time, just like you can't be a king and a coon at the same time. And so – for me, it's like, you know, somebody got to be doing the farming. Somebody has to be the concubine. Somebody got to be the court gesture. Just like in your parliament, in your monarchy, you have your king, your queen, your princess, your prince. People in your country married for purpose. You know, they married, you oh, know, yeah. for whatever reason, they married for purpose saying, okay, I want heirs. I want heiresses. I'm, I'm trying to carry on my family name. There was pride in your name. And I think that when we got to this country – when we were stolen, you know, from Africa, and they stripped us of the name, right? I think that people became, black people became no more proud of the name. They didn't care. They were just spilling their seed wherever. Say sex is not preached as much as it is in other countries like, um, not Amsterdam, I think it's Finland has like the lowest teen pregnancy rate, whatever, whatever, but they also teach sex education in class. That doesn't mean that you go have sex. It means if you're going to, these are things that you can do. And so there's a lot of misinformation that's going on out there with our young adults, and they're the future. It's like right now I can't get to a 25-year-old or a 22-year-old because she's too old. I can't teach her anything. So I have to go lower than that and go to a 15-year-old or a 14-year-old and try to mentor them to make them understand their value and their worth because this country is built on making black men think that all they can do is sag their pants and stand on street corners, and all black women can do is just lay on their backs, and it's not true. 
You understand what I'm saying? So when you have murders in your community and you're outraged, it's like, okay, what are you going to do about it? You know, at least, like, like, like the gentleman was saying, at least in California, they know their rights. They know their legislation. And I just think that, I said, we spend too much time on the Internet without researching things and saying these are my rights. Whereas do you find that in Britain you guys know your rights and your, your legislation a little bit more because it's public knowledge? I mean, first of all, you know, in Britannia, if police uh, ask us too much questions, we say we have right to remain silent. That's it. Oh, I mean, wow. if you want me to take book, book me. Book me and it costs you more. It costs government more money, you know, to, to deal. They won't do it. You know, they... Oh, they, they will here. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> no, I know. Over there, no, they're very you know, more... I mean, if you get the bad ones, you know, you you just don't talk to them. You say, hey, this is it, my ID. We have a national ID card. You know, everybody in the United Kingdom has a national ID card. And mm. without it, we cannot shop. Without it, we cannot rent. Without it, we cannot do anything, basically. In uh, Britannia and also in Europe, it's the same way. Everybody you has know a what's funny? We had a... Um we had a white guy, and this is hilarious. I think it's one of the funniest things. He's on YouTube. I forget his name. But he's a white guy, and he doesn't like the police. He's a white guy, you know. So it's it's not just black people. I mean, we are the ones that it's more publicized about. But trust me, they're killing white people too, white women. And like I told him, I said, in this country, if you are poor and white, you are no different than what they call a nigger. It's the same thing. Poor and white, black and poor, it's all the same thing. So this white guy, whenever they no, would great. come to the car, he knew – all his rights. He would roll down his window maybe like a half an inch, and they would say, give me your right. ID. He'd say, okay, and he right. would not speak to them. They were so right. frustrated right. with this guy. Right. Like, you they would pull know. him yeah. over all the time. And he would, like, he would say, you know what, I'm not going to reach for my, um, for my ID. You're going to have to wait. Right. You know, because he's like, right. I don't want to make sudden movements. This is a white man, older white guy. Right. He said, I don't want to make a sudden movement, and then you shoot me saying that I was trying to do something. Right. I mean, right. he literally exactly. had the cops enraged. They said, repeat to me your name. He said, I do not have to do that because they were basically trying to right. get him because there's a loophole where if you can identify right. yourself, then they can say your name and say, I'm charging you with this, I'm charging you, you know, whatever, whatever. He's like, right. so you're not right. going to, like, literally, they almost bashed his window in. He said, I'm not getting out of the car. You have no reason to pull me over. And I think that if black people in this country knew that and knew the procedures and knew those things, I'm not saying that they still wouldn't get killed, because trust me, that's offensive within and of itself. It's, that's what I mean about the white privilege that I speak about in this country, is that they just automatically assume that we're okay with it. They just automatically assume that they're in a position of power, and sometimes you're not. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And if everybody treated everybody like human beings, you know, right. this is then a situation. Be normal, yeah. That's right, where it's you like, know. you know what, I can imagine being this guy that's coming home at, you know, four in the morning, and then always, always, let me tell you this, always, there's always a, you fit the description of. You understand what I'm saying? They can right. pull you over for that here. It might not be you, but you fit the description of somebody that raped and killed five people. You understand right. what I'm saying? And that's a lot yeah. of, you had a crack tail light. You know what I mean? Sandra Bland. Right. You know, but um, uh, you the know that is should not have happened. In your country, problem in your country is even the lawyer. I mean, I know a lawyer mm -hmm. in Chicago. They're about uh, the she money. She was my friend. 
friend, and she herself has a radio talk show over here too. And uh, she was pulled over, and you know, because of uh, license plate was bended a little bit or something, mm-hmm. or the light wasn't uh, shiny enough or something. Um, she talked to them and she really put them into their place and they went back. They didn't do anything to her, but this is like maybe five, six, seven, ten years ago. Of course, in now Chicago. different. Yeah, right, right. That's in ten years ago is different right now in your country. But the question is, you know, is up to the whole population of America. And you know, to come together for one time, forgive each other for whatever right. uh, problems uh, we have Because there had will before. be more bloodshed, that yeah. is a fact. Right. Otherwise, for the sake of this beloved country and for your uh, peace and tranquility for the whole people, you know, but I don't think so it's going to happen because we have a lot, you guys have a lot of stubborn people in your country. You have a lot of people, they say that they love the country, but they don't love the country. And are against You can't the, love the country uh, and hate its inhabitants and you brought us here. Exactly. You understand? Like, how do you think my Native American friends feel that, you know, people are celebrating Columbus Day, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, okay, we're Native. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then you have some people, again, that white privilege that say, you should be happy Columbus found this place. Are you kidding me? You understand what I'm saying? Right. So I think I that, you know, attitude. and I'm very proud of my Native American friends because they are right. very aware of their history. They know what tribe right. they're from. They know where they come from. They right. uplift their traditions with the food. But I think that there's a disconnect in the black community, even with each other, because we were brought here to be separated in the first place. So it's a little different, at least in, in Islam or at least in Muslim culture, you have a lot. You have that in common. You have halal food. You have, you know, your food, your culture, your, your, your way of life. In black culture, because we come from so many different tribes, you understand what I'm saying? That language that they speak there may not be the same over here. So it's like you speaking Farsiq and then, you know what I'm saying, like someone speaking, you know, or someone being Jewish, whatever. Shalom. You know, so I think that in this moment we probably could learn a lot from Islam based on the <laughs> fact that, some of your Persian brothers and sisters are Jewish. You know what I'm saying? Right. When they so, came over see, to Tarangulus, over in Los Angeles, they converted to Judaism because they felt that is, see, Islam had failed them. You see, in your country right now, you have Islamophobia, you have Gayophobia, oh, you yeah. have Melanophobia, exactly. you have Whiteophobia, you have Yellowphobia, you have uh, Redophobia, you have every <laughs> phobia you can imagine right now you guys having in your country. And and racism runs deep. It uh, uh, infects the hearts of both white and black Americans. Since without conscience, deliberate and sustained effort, no one can remain unaffected by its corrosive influence. Both groups must realize that such a problem can neither easily nor immediately be resolved, let neither think that anything short of genuine love, extreme patience through humanity, consume, consumed, uh, tact, sound initiative, 
mature wisdom and deliberate persistence and prayerful effort can succeed in blotting out the stain which this patient evil has left on the fair name of the common country. Right. You know, and, and I'm hoping, you know, that when my son grows older, I don't have to name him as a hashtag. You know, I'm hoping that, you know, if I get pulled over for whatever reason, whether I was breaking the law or not, um, and I, I haven't ever, you know, gotten into any trouble like that. But, you know, I'm I'm hoping that this anger, because I know if I feel anger, you know, then mm-hmm. there are many other women and men in this country that are feeling that. And this wasn't even something that was personally done to me. This is just an outrage. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm very appreciative that you called. Um, Do you have a handle or Facebook or Twitter that you want anybody to be able to get a hold of you? Because I have a lot of people that listen to the show. They might want to follow up with you. If you have a Facebook or an Instagram, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you and what your name is. I told you my name is Mazda, M-A-Z-D-A, but, you know, no, I don't, uh, I'm not on Facebook. Uh, oh, that's good. Et cetera. I'm not, I'm not. I don't have it yet, but as soon as I have, I will let you guys know. Well, let me know, and I thank you so much for calling in. I'd love to have you back on the show. Yeah. I do my show Mondays and Tuesdays. It was just a great welcome, refreshing thing that you agreed with me in the point that other countries are looking at us. It's bigger than just the United States. Other countries are looking at us like, look at them. Look how stupid they look. They don't even, you know, Asians were outraged that, you know, about the police. They were like, oh, my God, they killed the police. And then I find out from my girlfriend, she said, yeah, because in other countries like Thailand and things like that, they don't carry weapons. You have to be, like, specially certified to carry a weapon in other countries. Only, like, the higher-ranking Officers, you know, carry that. They usually carry baton, or and even in England, you guys right. don't run around carrying guns, correct? No, no, no we only don't. your higher-ranking officers. Right, absolutely. And, and I want to point absolutely. that out because you guys have been able to be seamless and don't seem to have these race wars. Now you have issue with Islam, but that's because people are tying in the extremists with just you know a, a couple but, of people with the rest of it. Islam has been practicing but you in see, the UK bad for apples are everywhere, my dear. Bad apples right. are everywhere. You have bad apples in your in the police department of your country. You have bad mm-hmm. apples uh, everywhere. You know, uh, you but because of bad apples, you cannot blame all the people are bad. All the police bad. That's not right. Police I agree. is not there in, in your country. You know, there will be purge. It means the, I don't know if you saw the purge movie or not. Oh, I uh, did, and it actually was yeah, explained yeah. that what was going on in this country by by elementary right. school children. They said this sounds like the purge, and and that's exactly what it's right. looking like. And you know, I right. really appreciate you it's, calling. If you get a chance, make sure you check out my website, www.stayinyourlane123.com. If you'd like to shoot me an email, further the conversation, there's a, a tab on there that you can go on there and see. And I really, really thank you, Maza, for calling. It's, it's just I, great I appreciate you to for hear having someone me. out. I appreciate you, too. Thank you I so much. You. Call us anytime. You're very welcome. Have a great night. Thank you so much. And, guys, I'm going to end the show with another Maxwell song because I'm just trying to keep the peace. Not peace because, again, we are not our fucking ancestors. But just try to keep my mind off the fact that what's going on, and you just heard 
from yourself. I don't know Maza. I never, you know, came in contact with him. You hear he doesn't have social media. So for him to stumble across my show and call in from the U.K., um, is amazing because I just told you guys the other day on Facebook, I said, do you know how embarrassing we must look to other countries? And so at this point, we just need to stop. We need to love each other. It's not that easy. I'm not talking John Lennon love. It starts with black people loving each other first. So I have to love me before I can love you. And then once I love you, I want you to love me back. And then we can love our children. And then those children can grow up to learn how to have tolerance. There's a difference between tolerance and, and, and acceptance. And I just want I just want everything to stop. And definite shout out to Leisha Evans. Make sure you guys hashtag L E S H I A E V A N S and shout out to her. Grown woman stuff, clean shit. We reign supreme and we are not our ancestors. But for right now, I'm gonna leave y'all with Maxwell. the world.